Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm Courtney. And I'm MK. And how are you? You know, I'm just like stressing about everything because why wouldn't I be? Um, I've been engaged for about a week and Mm -hmm. I am already trying to plan um Everything. walkthroughs of bridal of like wedding menus um because i mean because my engagement timeline is not long it's 14 months which um is not long especially given the fact that we're planning on having a wedding during holiday time so we kind of want to do a lot of the beforehand stuff earlier than you would normally do it for a wedding because it's an out of season thing so it is just very stressful. It's just dandy, but it's, I mean, because I mean, I'm trying to plan this while also helping my sister plan her wedding while also losing my mom for most of this month since um, Brianna is uh, due this month. So. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I mean, I got a new baby coming, which is very exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna marry a pretty swell guy. All right, Um, he's all right. It's all right. Um, although David and Doug were um, talking about how. Their best men speeches are gonna be awful. And Doug was like, I don't think you understand. I've had notes on my computer for a year. I was like, <laughs> He is prepared. I do not trust either of them. <laughs> I love it. It's gonna be super fun. It's gonna be it's great. It's gonna be great. The two between the two of them and you and Jill, I'm just very concerned. So it's gonna be fine. I'm not going to know what I'm going to say until the night before, probably. That's how I prepare speeches for all of my life. Not just for weddings, but also for weddings. It's great. It's great. Um, Good times. Good times. There's that. Um, But yeah, so other than like unnecessarily stressing myself out because I definitely have more time than I'm acting like I do, um, how I'm great. How are you? Well, I am fully embracing spooky season, as you can imagine. Um, so among amongst my my um, horror movies, I had a Stephen King day on Saturday, which was super fun. So um, as you know, I watched Children of the Corn already. So we also watched, I was with my aunt, we watched um, Rose Red and The Storm, The Century? That's what okay. it was called. They're both like Stephen King miniseries, so they're like nine hours each. So it was like a full day. Fantastic. Um, but it was so fun. They were so good. And I, I love a good like Stephen King limited series. Those are always like super interesting. Um, and in Rose Red, they had uh oh my gosh, I keep forgetting her name. Kimberly Kimberly Brown, Kimberly Locke, Brown, Brown Lock. She's from Halloween Town. The being girl. Oh, from okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember her name either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And so she was like one of the main characters in the show. Um, so it was very fun. Very fun Love to see. That. Um, and yeah, I'm just like really like when we get off here, I'm thinking about like doing another like movie night of, of spooky movies. So I love it. Just to kind of like embrace it before I have to go back mm. to work tomorrow. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I know having you know, good times. Four days off, and by four days off, I really only had three days off. Um, but uh, teacher math says that if you don't have students, it's a day off, even though you have to be at work. Um, yeah. So I had four days off, and the idea of having to look at the kids again—not not on my not on my list of things I want to do tomorrow. Um, does not sound top notch. Does not no. sound top notch. Luckily, Tuesdays aren't rough days for me. Um, Tuesdays are one of my better days of the week. Oh, good. Um, but 
still annoying. Yeah. You know, it's okay, though. We're going to make it through. Yeah. We're going to make it through. Um, and please tell us how we can do that, just how we can make it through. Yeah, I absolutely will tell you um, how we can make it through very quickly as I pull something up that I forgot to have prepared um, for this moment. Um, I totally meant to remind you, and then it got super distracted during our break and did not. Yeah. Well, I also got distracted because I was trying to um, do wedding planning instead of preparing for this podcast. So, um, (laughs) um, this, because today is, um, Indigenous Peoples Day um, slash Columbus Day, depending on where you are and what they call it. Um, slash where you are. Leif Erikson Day. Yes. Um, one of the, the, the quote website that I usually use has a lot of Christopher Columbus quotes, um, which uh, feelings and debates about him as a person aside, I do, in fact, like this quote because I think it is true. <laughs> um, Riches don't make a man rich. They only make him busier. That's true. I wish I was rich and busy as opposed to just busy. And saying that would be so lovely. Um, I am poor and busy, but... uh, Yes, same. There's that. Um, But yeah, so... Excellent. We were... Well, also... Things that are good that keep us spiritually well or not. And and busy. <laughs> and busy. Today, we are talking about The Exorcist, Season 2, Episode 2. I wrote three because I was working on the wrong notes, but it is indeed Episode 2 called Safe as Houses. Makes me really nervous about houses. Um, it aired... October 6th of 2017. Um, it was rated 7.9 out of 10, um, which feels fine. Feels normal. Um, the number one song and movie are still the same, but the book is now A Column of Fire by Ken Follett or Follett. I have heard of him, but I've not ever read any of his stuff. Yeah, I'm not, not very familiar with that either. Yeah. So while last week you did not have anything crazy happening in your day i had everything like this will put you back to october 6th of 2017 um but first and i was gonna say i did actually have something happening on october 6th of 2017 i went to to a gala that was a very beautiful event to Mm -hmm. raise money for breast cancer um and that is about it Oh, wait, no. I definitely did that on the 7th, not the 6th. I don't know what I was doing on the 6th. Sorry. It's okay. okay. Well, a lot of other people were doing stuff on the 6th, so it's fine. Um, This is the day that Harvey Weinstein took a leave of absence um, after all the accusations came out and really spearheaded the movement for all of these terrible men to be removed from their positions. Great. the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons, ICANN, won the Nobel Peace Prize. Beautiful. And last, but certainly not least. Oh, Lord. The owner of AIM, AIM, AOL Instant Messenger, announced today that they were going to discontinue AIM by the end of the year. So, RIP AIM. Uh, it was a moment, it was a movement. Something all right. So, um, if that doesn't take you back to 2017, I, I don't know what will. It actually, right, it actually takes me back um to last week when I saw a video um that was explaining why um some so many younger millennials and or um Gen Z people have an issue with us as a generation because of our tendency to try to make Facebook statuses or tweets that are just song lyrics 
which is entirely because of AOL and some messenger away statuses. And like, it's not our right. fault. Not our yeah. fault. We it were is programmed this way. Correct. And so yeah. like, and like <laughs> MySpace, you had to pick a song. Like, yeah. No, yeah, so no. Um, I was watching these TikToks where people were like, is there any other millennial out there just like itching to post a song lyric right now? <laughs> and I was like, um, my problem is I do it all the time and I don't care if people like it or not. So that's yeah, what it is. That's really okay. okay. Yeah. Embrace it. I, I say. Um, yeah. So for this episode, our director is Darren uh, Serafian. He is known for the 2019 Swamp Thing, Hell on Wheels, Terminal Velocity, and House. So he has I was mostly not expecting that one on the <laughs> right. last one there. Um, which is why I put it last instead of clear up. Because he's mostly known for horror and thriller. Yeah. And then he's also an executive producer for two years of house. So like cool. Why not? Why not? Yeah. He directed like 29 episodes of House, I think. It was like a pretty substantial amount and then was the executive producer for two years. So great. Good times. Um, and fun fact, he is no longer, but was married to Laurie uh, Fertier. Are you familiar with that name? Um, no. I mean, I, I feel like. Oh, you'll know it. She's none other than from Hemlock Grove, Marie Godfrey. Oh, uh, the mom? I think so. Of, yeah, um, yeah. What's her name? What's her name's mom mm-hmm. who was married to the do- guy who was sleeping the with The evil guy. Yeah. 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 Norman. Yeah, that's who I assumed it was. I looked at her. Yes, face Marie. Face. Marie is Norman's wife. Yes. Yeah. 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 Got it. So. I was like, Marie, what the shit is that? You know, but in real life, she was Darren's wife for quite a minute. They had a couple kids and whatnot. All right. Um, our writers are um, Adam Stein, David Grimm, Melissa Clark, and Yasmin Ilmaz, who are all returning. Um, and our editor is Pietro Saccini who's known for Law and Order SVU, Queen of the South, The Passage, and The Exorcist, this, this one. Um, no, no notes, no info about him. He is a, there is another Pietro that is a businessman. And so his LinkedIn profile kept coming up. And right. then I kept seeing Instagrams with no pictures. Yeah, <laughs> so, not, so probably not helpful. Um, even if it was not him, helpful, it would not be helpful, no. Right, right. There's like no information. So, right. But he did some things. He did some good things. Um, so, today we are talking about Brianna Hildebrandt, who plays Verity. Um, and as you mentioned, she's known for Deadpool, um, but also she's known for Tragedy Girls, The Time Capsule, and Lucifer. Um, she started writing songs when she was 12. 12. She was given her first guitar. Great. Um, and she was born in college in Texas. Just Great. fun fact. One of the guys on The Bachelor that I don't remember which one is from College Station. Um, but that is my only connection. And it's like, I think like an hour and a half outside of Louisiana. So it's like not very far. God. Um, I've never been, but I know people who've been. So... <laughs> So now we have our previously on, and at the end, it includes the scene where the Pope was not killed, but was almost. So we know that we're about to get back into it. And uh, so oh no. during, the, during the previously on, I gasped at every scene about the Pope <laughs> or, or the like creepy people from last season. And Dan was like, what's going on? I go, oh, no, I've seen all of these scenes before. We're still in the previously on he was like are you okay it's like, yeah no we're, we're good sorry <laughs> i just wasn't like, ready yet i wasn't i thought we had another episode before we got into last year's stuff and i was not prepared that's so funny yeah i was i didn't realize it was gonna be so soon but i mean but, it's like 10 episodes so i guess it had to be yeah but then the f- opening scene the first scene 
I literally was like, are you kidding? I freaked out. And I was like, I go, we're at the Vatican. And my mom goes, what are you watching? I was like, the exorcist. She goes, oh, okay, I'm leaving. (laughs) Uh, Everyone in your life probably thinks you're insane. Probably. It's fine. They they keep you. I mean, I am. But also... My reactions to this show are not that of a normal person watching horror. They're of a person who is way too caught up in the Catholic Church on a daily basis. <laughs> so the people around me are listening to the things I'm saying, and they don't know what show I'm watching, which is concerning. Yeah, that's a that's true. That's true. That is concerning. Um, well, as you mentioned, we do indeed start at the Vatican at the office of exorcism which i didn't realize existed i meant to look it up but i i do think it's a real thing um do you know oh that it is currently still a real thing um but like in life i think it has been a yes um which of course is where we find father bennett our fave Hmm. um um, and yes. weirdly, uh, I googled the Office of Exorcism, and a page came up from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops that is an actual text of um, exorcisms and related supplications that was p- published and implemented in June of 2017. So apparently, it is not as um is uh removed from right defunct i thought it was um the roman catholic archdiocese of san bernando office of exorcism is an active facebook page um so yeah Yeah, i figured if Um, if anyone was gonna have an office of exorcism it'd be like the vatican like you know you want like the big guys to go after it um i'm looking just to make sure that there if uh, I don't care about you join the Facebook page. I should. Um, with, with the Devonalians page, right? <clears throat> that would how be, fun would that be? Um, we have someone on our door in like two days. Absolutely. Um, well, your door it's registered under you, so they should uh, be. Yeah, going no. <laughs> the the most the most recent literature about exorcisms is in the. 2010s and it does in fact say that we have they have to do as much diagnosis and ruling out of mental illnesses and like medical testing as possible first but no there are still currently active offices of exorcism in the catholic church <clears throat> great get those demons yeah. i like it yep um good to know and i hope that they're all just like father bennett who has his demon info spread all over his desk so we just have pictures of all the demons. It makes me think of the uh, the red string board. Yep, um, that's so what that's I what I hope you. they have. Yeah, yep, at, at the Vatican. Um, and uh, Cardinal Caro comes in and says the tribunal is ready to hear his um, information on demons, and he's like, "Yeah, we're not ready." And he's like, "Nope, that doesn't matter. That's not part of it. I think that's the whole point." And so. He goes down and he's explaining that there's not only possession but integration and they're like yeah 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 yeah. we all yeah. know about integration like Whatever. it's fine yeah. it's fine um so he's like but the problem is the vatican is infiltrated so we don't know like who to trust whatever and so they call in cardinal Gio, um who he has accused of being um put, integrated which is the guy yeah. that put a bag over his head and, and took him so yeah, yeah that makes sense that tracks and they just like won't hear it the tribunal's just like no this is crazy and so then he's like well let me just like drink some holy water to prove it to everyone and here's my my questions and concerns so concerns can some integrated demons drink holy water my other thing is like if he's the only person blessing it, but he's a demon, it's probably not blessed. Correct. That's that's like, the actual that's the actual issue. Yeah. Um, no, he would not actually be able to drink truly blessed holy water. 
Um, but since he and his minions have blessed it, it is not blessed. Um, right. Which is why he was snarky and nasty to Bennett and was like, oh, or do you want to bless it yourself? You don't trust me. And the rest of the tribunal was like, don't be an asshole, Bennett, um, because they all suck. And this is when I decided um, to get very angry and pause the TV <laughs> and go off because I had the realization that in the current um, world of 2023 and uh, the the failure of the church as an institution, um, what's most concerning to me about the show is not the demonic possession. It is the fact that um, if someone were to go to the Pope and say that cardinals in the church were taken over by demons and integrated and trying to kill the church from the inside, the likelihood of them reacting in the way that they reacted in the show is pretty high. Um, And it stresses me out um, Mm -hmm. because like we've talked about on the podcast before I'm working for a Catholic school Catholic churches are not doing so hot right now. There are not a very high number of priests coming in. Money is not coming in. Things are falling apart. Priests are upset because post-COVID numbers have never returned. Post-COVID money, like post-COVID, we haven't gotten numbers back. We haven't gotten money back. Like it's just a thing in the Catholic church right now. Um, but there's this massive disconnect. Like the people on the ground doing the work, doing teaching at the schools, in the churches, like working with people day and day are seeing these issues. And then the bishop, the head of the diocese in our area is saying the same things that we are. And yet somehow the message for somewhere between the bishop and us, there's something missing because the things that we're saying should happen, the things that he's saying should happen, aren't the things that are happening. So like, Mm. this is like a legitimate problem that happens in the church, like every day. And not that not I'm not saying that anyone who's working in the church in my area is possessed by Dean enough. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact, like, if if I was like, I don't trust that these particular priests are actually implementing the message, and they, I think they're trying to cause more harm to the church. People would be like, "You're a problem." Yeah. I mean, because that's how the pedophilia in the church got as far as it did. That's how corruption and money laundering in the church got as far as it did. Because how dare you insult the institution of the church? But like, I'm not insulting. No one's insulting the institution of the church. In fact, what they're trying to do is protect the institution of the church right. by saying that humans who are fallible, who are human, who are broken, because that's what humans are, are trying to break the church down from the inside. And you're not believing them. And that... Yeah is the actual horror of the show that's the problem yeah yeah that it's too too close to home yeah well i hope that none of your your priests become possessed by demons i mean i i hope so too like god could you imagine i i can't i can't imagine i cannot imagine the scandal that it would cause but also like the pope's not coming to buffalo true (laughs) fair (laughs) so you're probably okay you're like the last town that they're gonna try to hit so like you're all right right um yeah um yeah so we're going through this whole situation no no one believes that it and now this cardinal is drinking unblessed holy water so it's not burning him oh yeah um and then they're like, yeah, you've been saying all this, like, you're, like, you were saying, like, you're the problem, but also, like, your pal Marcus tried to kill the Pope, and now you won't tell us where he is. And I was like, great. Everyone now thinks that, like, Marcus is the one who tried to kill the Pope, even though he's the one that saved the Pope. I literally, um, again, because I yell out loud at the TV, I will literally go, Marcus doesn't want to kill the Pope. That's not what happened. And my mom just goes, tell us how you really feel. but you're not wrong you're not wrong that is not what happened he is the the best the best of all of them so it's not even one um, of them anymore they picked him out you already excommunicated him what else do you want right um but 
that's where we hit the credits. And when we come back, we are with Marcus and Tomas. When we come back to a girl in the middle of the road, and when she turns around, she doesn't have a face. And we wake, and then Tomas wakes up. Was this this episode? That's definitely nope. not this episode. That's next episode. My bad. Disregard. Like, pretend like I, I never was like, said no, that. that didn't this is where Marcus wakes up to them being tied in a barn. Yes. I just read like wakes up, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, that's next episode. No, yeah. Then he wake. I was like, wait, yes. no, no, no. This is still Cindy. We're still working with Cindy. We're still with Cindy. Yes. So they're still tied up in this barn that they were left in um, yeah. by Jordy and his men. Um, but Cindy has been taken to the hospital, which is what we saw at the end of um, last season. And Jordy is back to talk with them. And then we go over to Andy's house and we start with him boarding up the old well, which is for the best. So no one else can fall into it. Um, when Rose walks up to him to talk to him and they're just kind of chatting and he's like, how's your room? And she's like, it's great. He's like, good. I want to put like two more kids in there, like blah, blah, blah. And then she's uh, starting to be a little wishy-washy and she's like, well, you know, there's some things to be talked about. Um, and you can tell that she's like, not like, yeah, you should totally have two more kids here. Um, so they go back inside and Caleb has locked everyone out of his room. Um mm. And poor Truck is, like, standing outside the door, and he just wants to feed Morty his parakeet, or bird type of bird, I think it's parakeet. Yeah, it's a parakeet, it's a parakeet. And he can't get in, and Shelby comes up, and he's like, look, they can live with, like, without food for, like, three days, so, like, it's okay if you can't get in, like, this second. He's like, he's like, Caleb just needs to be alone, he's like, but he's not alone, he's with Morty. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Truck is just so distressed i just love truck so much i know i feel so bad for him um but shelby does distract him with food he's like here let's go get some lunch and we'll figure it out later it's fine great um and then we have a couple colleen and russ who show up with a basket of goods and uh they are neighbors that are just like hanging out and they are like telling shelby they're like hey you wanted to see a live birth we have a sheep that's going to have like, have a birth tomorrow. If you want to, our baby is later this afternoon. If you want to like come hang out. They're cute little farmers who live on the island with them. Also, um, the guy, 100% I know that guy. I cannot figure out what I know him from, but 100% I know that guy. Well, I did not look him up. So I will let you know as, as it arises. Okay. Maybe I'll look it up and before we record the next one. Okay. Um, yeah. So then we're back at the barn and... Jordy is convinced that they've given her something and like so like they've poisoned her or like hallucinogen something to make her act this way yeah because she wasn't acting this way before I don't know so um wow, so he's telling things us, are getting worse <laughs> right and so Marcus is like yeah you know there is a poison inside of her but <laughs> it's, it's not called the, the devil <laughs> right it's Lucifer himself and Jordy's just like I this is this is not it um, but Marcus is <laughs> goading him because Marcus is just angry now. And he's like, this is going to get bad. You're not listening to reason. Like, Tomas has already tried to reason with him multiple times. Yeah. And it's just not working. Um, So, finally, Tomas tells him about this, like, vision he was having. And he's like, yeah, I, I saw Cindy at this place. And she seems like she's, you know, she needs help. And it turns out that that's the old church that they were at 10 years ago. And he uh so tomas starts singing walking after midnight and the and then jordy just says if she dies you die and walks off so we'll see what happens there yeah um i when he said that i go when he said that i go fair okay i mean i guess not but also like right right (laughs) like right like that's like you know Give them a chance to fix things, but if they like mess it up, like yeah. it's fair to be mad, you know. Yeah. Um. So then we go back to Andy's, and Rose. They're in. They're in Caleb's room now. And Rose is questioning Caleb, and he says that she was like, "Do you normally go walking around at night?" And he says, "No, I normally wait for the sun to come up so I can see." <laughs> I was like, Caleb is kid. the sassiest kid. He is so funny. 
And I'm so sad that he definitely has been possessed by a demon. I know, I know. That's that's not a confirmed thing. Just I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just a hundred percent sure. Yeah, personally. Yeah, sweet baby. Um, I have a different theory that I'll tell you in the end. Um, Okay. That I'll probably tell you in next episode because it's more relative to that. That's Um, fair. So, Andy tries to give him an out, and he's like, you know, he just like you know chuck sleepwalk you saw him he's like he was sleepwalking he just found out about his dad and all this stuff so he's like super upset and stressed out and she's like yeah is that right and he's just like i don't want to talk anymore and just leaves and i was like just say yes like <laughs> doesn't have to be true you can talk to andy about it later like this is just so you can keep your house for now like correct goodness so we have a brief brief moment at the hospital where Jordy is with Cindy and he squeezes and she, he's like, just squeeze my hand. If you can hear me, like, I want to make sure you're still in there. And then she like very like strongly squeezes his hand and just like has a fit, like has a demonic fit. Yeah. And, um, so back to Marcus and Thomas, Tomas and, um, Marcus is, which is bless his heart. He is trying so hard. He's telling Tomas, not to let the demon in and how quickly Casey got to him. He's like, you remember like you were on your knees because you thought it was Jessica in like 30 seconds flat. Like yeah. you can't let the demon in. It will get to your head. Yeah. And uh Tomas is like, he's such he's like a like stubborn child. And it's like yes. so frustrating. Here's he's like, thing. I'm not a novice. And he's like, okay. No, but you are. <laughs> okay. Maybe you're not a beginner, but you're still a novice. You're not an expert. It's been six right. months and eight exorcisms. Yeah. Like, get the yeah. fuck over. He's like, this was six months ago. Like, calm down. Um, and then we, uh, uh, friend? I don't know what that's called. So, Is it, does this one, the guy outside the barn's phone rings, or did we move on before that? Um, it's it's after this. So he says, oh, okay. Tomas says that um, Marcus hates the fact that God chose him over Marcus. And Marcus is just like so frustrated. Like clearly that's not yeah. happening. Like I don't even know what to say if you're not going to listen. And then this is when the phone goes off and the friend answers it. And then he like turns around and creepily looks inside the bar. And I was like, oh no, what's happening now? Um, hopefully he's just here to tame them and take them to the hospital right instead we go to andy's and rose is saying that she's obligated to file a report and he's like please don't do that (laughs) he's like you know that that's gonna like put us at risk this house is gonna you know we may lose the house like everyone yeah these kids don't have anywhere else to go like this and is he's not like, good for he's me. like, I, he's not like, he's like, is the island the best place for them? Maybe not, but it's better than having nowhere for them to go. Like, you know what the system is like. Like, don't do that to these kids, especially yeah. because if you look at the pictures around the room, which they do in this scene a little bit when, right, is this where they get into that fight? Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at the pictures in the room and she's getting into this fight with him, the kids were all already there with him when Nicole died. So they've already lost her. Don't take their house away from them too. I didn't realize yeah, that all the I didn't realize that all the kids also lost her. That changes a lot. Yeah, because apparently this was like super recent. I didn't realize how recent this was either. Yeah. Um, but she's saying that she's concerned about like Caleb injuring himself, and he's like, he's fine. Like he just you know, it was a weird situation. It's like, it's okay. He's never acted like that before. And then that's when she brings up Nicole and we find out that Nicole killed herself and that's how she died. Um, and that's when the fight starts because he gets angry at her um, for yeah. bringing it up. For like, and for blame, for saying that he wouldn't be able to see the signs of depression in the kids because he yeah. didn't see it in her. And that is not fair. It's not fair at all. There's no. like, it, like first of all, everyone reacts differently. So like, oh, even wow. if they both had the exact same feelings, they would not have the exact same signs. And, and, this, so, and second of all, when your job is to take care of children, your job is to care for these children. 
that doesn't mean that kids can't hide it, obviously. But like sure. every single thing that Andy has said about, okay, he has never done X, Y, or Z before. He has never acted like this. This is the information he was given yesterday. And this is the reaction he had. This is a reasonable reaction, a reasonable <laughs> moment of rebellion. Like Andy is completely, completely in the right about understanding his kid and their reaction to things. So like, how dare you? How dare you bring that and, yeah. like, use that as a weapon? And we know that this isn't, like, the first time he's dealt with something like this because, like, Verity was a really problem child, it sounded like, whenever she mm. got there. And we don't know all the ins and outs of it. But, but she's clearly like, not that kid anymore. Yeah. And, like, so we know that he is, you know, part of the reason for that. And, like, he does pay attention. He does, like, help these kids. So absolutely not fair. Um and just mean like mm-hmm. so he does leave in the middle of their fight and grace is outside the room and runs off and he's like i'm so sorry you had to hear that and she just like runs away and i was like great so we go to the hospital and they did indeed take marcus and tomas to the hospital and this hospital is empty like they've just started removing all of the people that they could because there's like blood on the floor and things are like knocked over and there's like no telling what's Uh, going on not a good look not a good look at all yeah and so they're going towards this office there's a man or a room and there's a man screaming behind a door with like blood on the like on the floor and they uh they don't oh they open it and she's in there and she's like choking him but like not all the way and it's more like she's just kind of like playing with him and they're like you have to stop and she obviously does not so we go back to the vatican and bennett is talking to cardinal caro who it seems is like actually on his team i wasn't sure in the beginning it seemed like he was the beginning but i wasn't sure yet Mm -hmm. um but he is and he was like i thought you had said that like i was protected like i thought that they like figured me out or whatever and he's like well you know i I did it's like the best we could do but also the church hasn't approved an exorcism in six months Mm -hmm. and they like know that he's like slipping cases to like marcus and tomas and at least the cardinal does even if like yeah everyone else doesn't and he says like he's like well here's like some information so he gives him this like contact information for a random woman and he's like just get in touch with her so back at the hospital is this a very disturbing he also asks he says i know you told the council that you don't know where marcus and tomas are is that true and he said yes and he said if it wasn't would you tell me then it says no. no because even even with carol protecting him and being on his side he is not trusting anyone just in mm-hmm. case and that is but also like if not, carol got taken and was like torture right. or something he didn't want anyone else to have the information exactly just in case. yeah like, like he's doing this correct right so he's making all the right choices um so we're back to the hospital now and cindy starts saying the words of consecration and eating this man's face very disturbing that not great. was one of the worst things i've ever seen in my entire life yeah yeah it was not a fan um oh. and tomas starts talking to her and she's obviously getting more riled up and so she just and then she just slits the man's throat and goes into the seedling I was like, okay, we're just doing that now. That's fine. Yeah, no. So Dan was doing laundry and he had left the room. And then he came back just at that moment and goes, oh, I see. I came back at a really good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is uh, not not the one. No. Bless no, his heart. No. <sighs> yeah. So we do go back to Andy's, which is also not a great time to be there. No. Um, Caleb is grabbing an apple to eat. Um, but when he takes a bite, it just so happens to be full of maggots. And he so he throws down the apple and spits everything out. And then Verity walks in and she's trying to talk to him and he is just angsty and angry. 
and yeah. not not well. Um, and he just storms out and knocks over the basket of apples. So now we're at the lamb's birth that Shelby was attending. I'm guessing he wants to learn how to be a farmer. I don't know why he's involved in this, but they did say that he was interested. So here he is. I mean, um, that seems like a, a job Shelby would want to do. It does. It does. Yeah. Um. So I'm not like super surprised by it. It's just All right. know, fun fact. Um. So the lamb. So we're there with the sheep and they're telling him how it works. And they're like, this is what we do. And then they're like, the sheep is freaking out. And then the horse starts freaking out. And I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's about to die. And uh, they start saying that like the lamb is in breach. And so it's going to come out upside down and they have to like, make sure it gets out before it drowns. And it's like a whole thing. Yeah. And so they're like, maybe you just like leave. But well, because is- you're, you're, te- you're teaching this kid about being a farmer and you're letting him see his first live birth and it's a traumatic one. I, I would right. also be like, hey, but maybe next time, because like this is a lot. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But he's like already in too much shock that he like isn't leaving. No. Um, and so when the lamb is removed from the body, um, it has like violent teeth already yeah. and is uh, clearly not the lamb of God. Um, so that's... Uh, disturbing and then they tell him to look away and russ kills it which is the correct choice correct no i mean and the thing is because we're watching a horror show we are like oh god that is terrifying but also like if you are a farmer and your lamb gives birth or your sheep gives birth to a deformed lamb that cannot like live on its own that is the correct like husbandry thing to do maybe not in the way that he did it i don't know yeah. the correct way because i am not trained in animal husbandry but like with a baby yeah. with that many birth defects it, it isn't going to survive so you have to take care of that. right i mean i would say probably um, not normally in this way but no no no, no. it, it be does possessed lamb <laughs> so right maybe not let it make it very long is the is yeah. the correct answer um so and that's just what was handy at the time um so caleb goes to talk to andy and he finally tells him what happened and he's like okay here's the thing yeah he's like i wasn't alone i was with verity and she left me there and he tells him about like the ritual and everything and andy's like okay this all makes way more sense than him being like self-harming yeah and so we uh so he's like great we go back to the hospital and cindy has now moved out of the ceiling and is in the room with the babies i just so distressing i panicked i was like shaking for this whole scene because i was like this show pushes boundaries in a way that i don't like but I genuinely don't think I can handle if they harm an infant on the show. Like I, I that was not going to yeah. be, I, I was going to be done with the show like cold blood. Cause that is too much for me. Um, yeah. I also couldn't imagine Cindy doing that because I know that a baby is like why she even got possessed in the first place is like mm-hmm. losing her baby. And so like, I knew that they were going to have to like have the breakthrough in that moment for the storytelling purpose. But I also was like, if any of these babies get hurt in order for that to happen, I cannot continue yeah. to watch the show. Um, yeah. I was very distressed in this moment. Mm-hmm. I did not know what was going to happen, but um, I, I had similar feelings, but I was like, yeah. that doesn't mean that nothing bad is gonna happen it just no for sure also gonna happen um so she's hold. she's got the baby and she's holding she's holding one and like looking at it and looking a little motherly like demonic motherly and she growls and all the babies are quiet and she's like oh thank god she's like i didn't think this was gonna like happen she's like so now we finally get some peace and quiet um, and everyone's trying to talk her down because obviously they don't want anything to happen to the baby. Okay. Um, but it's not working until Tomas starts singing Walking After Midnight again. Yes. And it like puts her in this trance and she starts like singing it too. And like they're connecting and he's already like connected with her in the demon. So it was easy to like build that 
that connection. And he slowly, but thankfully takes the baby from her. And as soon as he has the baby, Marcus just pins her to the ground. Which is the correct, though, the way that they actually managed to work in tandem in that moment was the correct thing. Yes, absolutely. So, um, best scenario from what I was expecting from the yeah. baby room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could not could not have had it happen better. So, thankfully, the babies are all safe. So, yeah. we go back to Shelby, who, bless his heart, is, like, walking in the dark woods and reading his Bible, as, as you do. Um, I don't, I don't know about you, but that's what I like to do is go out in the woods in the middle of the night in the dark and just read my Bible while the creepy noises are happening around me. Trying to figure out like the sequence of events. Like, did he, Yeah. like, I don't, it doesn't feel to me like he just was like, let me go take a walk. I feel like he was like, I have to walk home because I was at the farm and now I need to get home, but mm-hmm. it's dark and scary. So I will be reading my Bible to protect me, which to be fair yeah. is something I would do. <laughs> And that does feel more like it makes like, more sense. Yes, but um, but the, just like um, coming out fast, like just the visual, the visual of him just like casually walking in the woods with his Bible open. I was like, oh, that's a choice. Yep, yep. And uh, in this moment, he also starts hearing noises, including some shrieking noises, um, and they just keep growing louder as he's walking home, which is yeah disconcerting so um then andy of course goes to talk to verity because he's like you know caleb told me everything about the well and she's like yeah absolutely it's all true i'm so sorry and he's like okay he's like well you know if all and she's like telling about the like ritual again and she's like yeah this is like something we've all done it's just kind of like a rite of passage um really it's fine we didn't you know think anything of it and then She's like, so he's like, why did you leave him then? She's like, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, you did. Like, it was in the middle of the night and you left him. And she was like, oh, no, I was talking about in the middle of the day when we were all there. Yeah. It was it was me that pushed it, but it was like, not but last night. not. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, and he's like, I don't mean to like bring this up again, which is where we start hearing about her, like having some issues in the past. And yeah. she and like she throws it right back at him, and she's like, "Why would you bring it up when it's not something that's true? And why would you, like, why would he's like, why would he lie? And he's like, she's like, why would I lie? I like, lie. Yeah. yeah. And so he um he leaves, and again, Grace is outside the door, and he's like, "Sorry, you had to hear that again." Yeah. And she's just like, "I don't want to go." I was like, well, this is where we are right now. So stop standing outside people's doors and you wouldn't be so freaked out. Um, So we're back at the hospital. Yeah. And Mm. the demon starts talking to Tomas and says, let me in and I'll let her go. And Tomas is kind of a moron. um, A little bit, yeah. Yeah, like it's for the best. Um, He does indeed let the demon in enough to go back to the church with Cindy um, and he hears, the, and then she tells him that the demon's in the confessional. So he goes in there and she starts singing and he starts exercising her from within. Um, and the demon is saying all of the demon things. And he's like, you know, Marcus is afraid of you because you have this power that he doesn't have. Yeah. Um, and then as he's doing the exorcism, we all, bless you, we all come I'm a mess today. Thank you. I know. (laughs) We all come back to reality and the demon becomes exercised and she asks for Jordy who rushes in and everyone is living happily ever after. She's yeah. The demon's been exercised and she's going back to Jordy. And then T Thomas says to stop sulking to Marcus. And now they're arguing him because Marcus is clearly not sulking. Marcus is concerned. Yeah. And Thomas, Thomas just keeps saying, I don't understand why you're so afraid of this. And I'm like, 
even I understand why we're so afraid of this. And I am right. not an exorcist. Like, I, I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle. Like, I do actually think that what Tomas is doing is a power that he has been granted and that yeah. exercising from in the inside is yeah. um, helpful and official. something that not... Yeah like and like official and like real and not something that everyone has the ability to do and that's why he was destined to be an exorcist i'm all for mm -hmm. that but i also agree with marcus that tomas has while he might have been given this gift he has no ability to control it or understand it and he is opening mm -hmm. himself up to so much shit that he does not even understand <clears throat> Yeah, and he should definitely be more wary of it than he is. He's just like, I'm just going to do it because I can and I'm doing the right thing. And it's like, right. you have to understand now that, like, you know, your thoughts are open to a demon. And so like, it's like, like it's like, like I learned how to juggle. So I'm moving from um, apples to flaming chainsaws. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact equivalent. So, um, but uh, bless his heart. So we go back to the Vatican and unfortunately we see the tribunal taking cardinal caro away oh so upsetting and so bennett calls marcus and says the vatican's been compromised he's like you have to as soon as we get off here you have to get rid of this phone and you have to like get out of wherever you are yeah. he's like and marcus is like well how will i get in touch with you and he's like you won't i'll find I'll you find yeah and i was like Okay, all right. Um, so we're back to Andy's, and Rose is filling out her forms, and you know she started typing up this report about Caleb, and Andy comes in and he tells her all about the ritual, and he's like, "Look, it's stupid kid stuff. It's not actually like a a self harm, and while it's you know it's something I put in, I probably should have been aware of since it's been going on for so long. And he's um, like, but it's I, not I something." Yeah, he's like, but I did yeah. explain to them that it's more dangerous than they realize, and I boarded up the well, and I had the conversation with them, and we'd have nothing to worry about. Right, <laughs> like, even if they were to do it again, like, the well is boarded up, so it's not something yeah. that they can, like, even right. do again. Mm. Um, so she apologizes about bringing Nicole up in their last episode, um, their last discussion, as she should. And yeah. uh, he's saying he's glad she's there, and now their friendship is kind of blossoming again. And uh, she's going to send a good report um so we go to marcus and tomas and he's just like marcus is singing patsy klein now and tomas is like we can't do this and turns on the radio <laughs> marcus is like i'll never get this uh -uh. out of my head no and uh then we learn that they're heading to washington dun, dun, dun. we're making our way we're making our way to Andy's house. I mean, I guess that makes sense because what is the next state over from Montana that is in the opposite of direction of Chicago? Washington. Like, right. Right. Yeah. So it makes sense, but they, uh, he was like, I know exactly where we're going. So then we go to Andy who's watching Truck and Caleb and they're, you know, being Truck and Caleb, just kids like hanging out with the, with yeah. the bird and whatnot. And then he okay. uh, suddenly hears clattering outside. And he goes to investigate. And there and are bloody handprints on the door. And, and then uh, in the strangest twist. Shelby. We turn around. Shelby is holding this dead baby lamb. Um, and it turns out that he has put the blood on the home. Because he says something is in the woods. And this is the only way he knew how to protect them. And... That's that's where we that's where we end. That's where we yeah. go. Yeah. Um so I have I have one goof for you. Great. Um so when she's filling out the form, I actually noticed this while watching. Yeah. Um, while she's filling out the form, when she opens the computer back up, it's already changed to the information and like reflecting that it was the ritual. Um and so oh. that she's not recommending any like yeah. any further <clears throat> stuff. Like so it and before it had been that she was like de detailing it more that it may have been self-harm um, right well i knew because i knew obviously the no further action thing was like what she was typing and that was what we were supposed mm -hmm. to be focusing on but i didn't realize that it had totally changed what the paragraph said yeah the paragraph mm -hmm. was totally different it was no longer about self-harm and completely about the ritual like <laughs> the well ritual oh good um yeah 
And then uh, that's so that's my goof for you. Um, who do you want to punch in the face? Um, Cardinal Giel. Oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah, he sucks a lot. Um, and he was he was only in one he was only in one scene in the episode, and I still hate him more than anyone else in the yeah. entire episode. So like, there's that. no. That's totally fair. Um, similarly, but yeah. not the same. I picked the head of the tribunal. <laughs> it's the person yeah. I'd like to punch in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a lot yeah. of the same reasons. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Who is your MVP? This one is much more difficult. And um, also, my opinion is slightly colored by the fact that I've seen the next episode, so I'm trying to, like, separate information I have mm-hmm. about characters. Um, um, I think in this episode, my MVP is Bennett. Because I was just very That's glad right. to have Bennett back, step yeah. one. And step two, Bennett is, like, straight up risking everything yeah so um also similarly i did not go with bennett Mm. but i did pick cardinal caro because he did give bennett all of the information he needed to move forward and we see him getting kidnapped at the end so i assume that that's not going to go well for him which means he basically sacrificed himself for bennett yeah Um, and you know the wellness of the world of exercise right 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 so like not just for bennett but like most yeah. directly for Bennett, which is nice. So yeah. good for him. He's a good guy. I like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any non-next episode related uh, uh, predictions? I do actually have one prediction that um, is neither confirmed nor denied by the following episode. So I can talk about it. And that is that I think Shelby is related to Bennett. Oh, interesting. No, we know Bennett. Well, here's the thing. We know Bennett's sister was killed. We know that he comes from a family like in Africa. And we know that he doesn't like that. His He was like took care of his sister. So it is possible that other family members that were like not a part of that situation. I don't think he's like his brother. Like I think he might be mm-hmm. like a, a cousin or something. I think he is related to Bennett. Interesting. Um and that has not that is not just because they are both the African American characters on the show. It, it has to do a lot with um how how intensely focused on his faith Shelby is and how and yeah. how he is able to see things that other people aren't able to see because of that and I think that that he is more connected than I also think that Grace is actually Andy and Nicole's kid not a foster kid interesting because interesting. Grace is not part of any of what Rose is looking at Grace mm-hmm. is not being monitored by Rose the way the other four are and grace looks a lot like the pictures of nicole and grace does not have any asian features so that is not necessarily so it may that may not be true but i don't know she just she looks a lot like the pictures of nicole and there seems to be a different relationship he has with her than he does with the other kids and so i feel like grace is actually nicole's kid not a foster kid that's fair. I always thought it was because she was just a little more disturbed, or maybe she was one of the newer kids and hadn't, like, adjusted which is also, yet. Which is also fair, but that's, um, it yeah. could just be that. That's, again, my theories are yeah. always wild speculation, so. Right. <laughs> I could totally see Shelby and Bennett being related because of the, like, there's no one else that is as, like, committed to their faith and religion as Bennett, other other than Shelby. Right. Um, <laughs> So I could definitely see that. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm glad that that Cindy's okay and Jordy are okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm also I'm glad, glad they didn't can... drag that on because yeah, I'm glad it was, it was a quick and, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It introduced um, us to where we are. It introduced us to where mm-hmm. we are this season and how things are and what Tomas's new power is without being a plot line because it clearly isn't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that that's done. <clears throat> yeah and we had to see it happen once before we could get into it so like yeah it totally makes sense totally makes sense um it was really well done um 
but yeah and um i've made it to the end of my notebook so i have to get a new notebook but um oh. i know it's been a it's been a crazy ride i started with uh um american horror story season one episode five was where oh, i started wow. so Let's it's a See, I put both. I put both shows in the same notebook, mm -hmm. so it's a little different, and it's also a bigger notebook. But I yes. started with Stargate season three, episode eight. But I do oh. only, I do only have this much of my notebook left. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get a new one. I have to. I'm using my my work notebook instead. But, oh. um, so, for next next week we'll be getting we'll be moving forward in the meantime if you have any predictions thoughts ideas questions concerns email us deathandaliens at gmail.com you can find us on all of the social media at death and aliens you can find me at cecloud13 and you can follow me everywhere at e-n-k-a-y underscore superstar and we will see you sunday for sci-fi sunday Bye.